just uh, wanted to share just a little bit. Um, at first, I wasn't going to share this morning, but I felt a nudging in my spirit. And uh, just like literally five minutes before the service started, I'd been uh, just mentioned to Kevin and, uh, and said, you know what, no, I feel I need to share. I really do. Uh, some of you might be aware that the last couple days have been difficult days in our family and the Castle family, and I have to work hard at not breaking down um, in tears. Um, but uh, Samantha, our oldest daughter, and her husband, Chris Castle, uh, they're pastors here in, uh, in Windward, uh, part of our team. And uh, she was expecting her second child. Um, they have beautiful Samuel, who was a miracle baby. He's a year and a half old. And uh, she was five months pregnant when she went in for an ultrasound on Thursday to do a gender reveal. Uh, she, they were going to do a gender reveal from the ultrasound. And uh, there was no heartbeat. And so we are devastated. It, it, you, you sometimes don't always understand why. Um, but uh, she went in then Friday uh, and gave birth to um, Jonathan, a beautiful little baby boy, who, um, in her words, Samantha's words, was too precious for this world. Baby Jonathan is in heaven a mighty warrior for God. We don't understand all the things that happen. And I know many people watching. And one of the main reasons I, I, I felt I needed to share this morning was we're family. And we walk through the valleys of the shadow of death together. And I felt that there were people that would be watching here today that have gone through pain and sorrow, that have gone through loss. I thank the Lord that we have such a strong family. Samantha and Chris, they're champions. He stood by her bed the whole time, and she went through full things of labor, pains and all in, and... Uh, was strong enough as a godly woman to ask to see Jonathan to say goodbye. And uh, that's probably where Grandpa broke the most when she told me that. And, uh, but you know what? She's healthy. As much as we mourn and sometimes don't understand... Our faith is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Our hope is in Him. Again, this beautiful child, for some reason, God has purposes and plans that we yet don't fully understand. But I guarantee you one thing, in every hardship and trial that we go through in life, He will never leave us or forsake us. He is always by our side. And through the power of His strength and the power of the testimony that we walk with Him and we talk with Him, we rejoice and we sing with Him. Through that power, it gives us as families, it gives us individually the strength and power of testimony to be able to comfort others 
as they walk through difficult seasons. A couple scriptures I'd like to read first in Psalms chapter 34, verse 18. Psalms 34, verse 18. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. That word broken is sabar. It literally and figuratively means to break down, to be shattered into pieces. It means to crush. It means feel destroyed sometimes. It means to be hurt. It means uh, uh, that sometimes things can be quenched in our hearts. Creates the shedding of tears. But this verse is so important. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. And I feel as I'm speaking to our own family, but I'm speaking to the people that are watching who have a broken heart. It could be words that have been spoken against you. It could be false accusations. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be a divorce. It could be the losing of a family member. It could be the loss of a promotion, a job, whatever it might be. That the Lord is near to you. He is near to you. He is near to Samantha and Chris. He is near to us. He is near to Grandma and Grandpa Castle. The Borthwicks, the Castle family. He is near. But the very next part of the verse, and he saves such as have a contrite spirit. That word contrite is daka. It literally means crushed to powder. It literally means feel like all destruction has happened around you. And so in this beatitude that Jesus was talking to his disciples and is speaking to us in his church, no matter what season you're in, no matter what season rages around us, no matter if depression has started to come, if sickness is holding us back, if if pain, if sorrow, if mourning is in our lives, then the Lord is near to you. And He has never left you and will never, ever forsake you. The next verse I'd like to read is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 3 to 4. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. All comforts. Paraclesis is that word comfort. It means a comforting, a solace, consultation, consolation, exhortation. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, And God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You see, this brings the power of testimony into every tough and difficult situation that we go through. This is the promise that God is our comforter. 
And that we go through these things knowing that He is comforting us. And because we know of the comfort of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Father, God, the Holy Spirit in us, because we know and we stand and we walk through these valleys of the shadows of death, we will become comfort in the power of testimony to the people around us. Matthew 5, verses 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You see, this isn't an option. When this verse is studied and and pulled apart in both Greek, if we could keep that verse up, in both Greek and Hebrew, Even in the Aramaic, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It actually is a command from heaven that as we mourn, it's okay to mourn, but mourning has never been a lifestyle as believers in Jesus Christ. But there are seasons where we mourn the loss, whatever it is that's caused us to mourn. But remember that Jesus was very clear that while you mourn, you are blessed with the comforts of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So if you are having a difficult season, if there's something that you're mourning with, if there's some pain, some loss, something that has happened, even just the depression of the season of COVID, whatever it might be, let me know that you are comforted and not just comforted, you are blessed with comfort. You are blessed with comfort. I feel, I feel like Comfort through Jesus Christ is like a present that is automatically given to you in tough seasons. And I feel like the Lord is calling us and awakening us to open His presence, to open His gifts in the tough seasons of our lives. And as I share this, of course, Our family is in a season of mourning, but there's a side that we're also rejoicing for the goodness of God and Christ Jesus and Holy Spirit empowering us to give us strength to be more than conquerors, to be overcomers, because we will not walk a lifestyle of mourning. And as I was praying about sharing this today, I felt in my heart, you don't want to cut your season of mourning off too quickly, but at the same time, it can't be our comfort. The mourning cannot be our comfort. I'm not talking about the beginning of a day. I'm talking about the pain cannot become our comfort. Because if we get used to living with pain, then the pain starts to become our lifestyle. I'm not just talking about our family. I'm talking about people that are watching this that have had pain for years. Maybe it was abandonment. Maybe it was abuse. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it's a child that's gone astray. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Whatever it is, whatever has created you that pain, it cannot be a lifestyle as believers in Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on that cross and that crown of thorn was put on his head to mock him and that spear went into his 
his side and he bled out blood and water, living water all over this earth. And he died and he rose again. When he rose again, that pain is to be crucified in our lives so we can live a resurrected life in his presence and his glory and his victory. Romans 8, chapter 30, Romans chapter 8, verse 31, talking about God's everlasting love. His everlasting love. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Let me speak to whoever needs to be listening, who has ears to hear right now. I tell you what, God is for us and not against us. Even in the toughest seasons in our lives, God is for us and not against us. This is His Word. His Word is clear, and His Word, the truth, sets us free. What then shall we say to these things? I am so frustrated with this COVID thing. I, I'll be honest with you, I... Bitterness is probably wanting to step in very, very strongly. I, I can't believe that, you know, the, the court case in BC was lost for the churches. I, I don't understand the mentality. I'm like, who got to who and who paid who? And I just don't get it. The time we need church more than ever is now. The time we need family more than ever is now. The time we need to gather together and come together and lay hands on each other and embrace each other is now. No matter what the enemy throws at us, he will not rob our families and he will not rob our freedoms as believers in Jesus Christ. We are called for destiny and purpose now. In the middle of a pandemic, it's now. (laughs) Because God... Is for us. Who can be against us? In other words, the enemies can come, but they can't get in because God's power and authority is so overwhelming. It exudes out of our pores. It exudes out of our voices. It exudes out of our love. It exudes out of every being of who we are. That's His mercy that endures forever, and that is the power to defeat every attack of a lying, deceiving devil. Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son. (laughs) I can't imagine. I can feel a little bit of it, but I lost a grandson. My my daughter and son-in-law lost a son. He who did not spare his own son. God himself sent his son into this world for a purpose and for a destiny. And he had all the power of all of heaven to stop the crucifixion. But he didn't. Because he knows you. He knows me. And he knew you and I and the things of this world need him. His risen resurrected son. You see, my grandbaby, he's not dead. He's alive forevermore. People say, well, what's your belief on 
Do children go to heaven? Well, let me tell you what I believe. Suffer unto Him, the little children. Become like little children. I truly believe that when a child is taken before the age of accountability, they are with the Creator who created them. And I will not give power to a deceiving and lying devil. I truly believe this child was so precious. He needed to be in heaven. And one day we'll meet. One day we will meet. He who did not spare his only son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We use this as a a salvation verse. Give us all things. The forgiveness of sins, absolutely, that is the application. But as I was praying just moments before the service, uh, I was like, Lord, am I to give a a, a salvation message? And... (laughs) I felt the Lord say to me, why would you ever preach without giving one? But immediately I felt that the salvation also means here today the releasing of pain, the releasing of sorrow, anything that has held us into bondage year after year, day after day, month after month, anything. It's like getting salvation, freedom. And I believe that we are looking and expecting a new freedom from people that are watching. I get a sense in my spirit that some of you have been carrying a burden for so many years, so many years, that you have learned to live with the burden and the pain and the abuse. And I want to tell you here today that today is a day of freedom and a day of liberty, that those burdens, I can see Christ Jesus in your room, in your office, wherever you're watching right now, literally pulling burdens, uh, pulling burdens and you must take out your sword, the Word of God, and cut the bindings, whatever has held that burden onto your shoulders. You are called to release it now in Jesus' name and let the burden go back to the cross, but live today with a resurrection power and a freedom to know that whatever man has said, whatever man has done, whatever the world has done to me, whatever has happened that I don't understand, I am releasing it in my faith in you, Jesus today. You see, that word give, freely give us all things is charizomai, and what it means is to grant us favor. You see, we always feel it as salvation, and I truly believe it is salvation, because if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now, and you're watching this, I will tell you what, this is the time to walk into the favor of the cross, the favor of the resurrected power of Jesus Christ in your life. This is the time that you step down, you step out of your sinful lifestyle, and you say, oh God, oh God, I don't have the strength on my own, but I I receive you, I accept you, I have faith in you. I believe in you.
Again, that word give, to grant us favor graciously in kindness, pardon, and rescue, and rescue, and rescue. He who did not have, he did not spare his only son. He sent his son, but delivered him up for us all. To freely give, to rescue us, pardon us, to send his kindness upon us. Verse 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? When you study that verse, that first part, it's a statement of boldness. As if you were standing in front of an army. And an army that has come against you. And you're at David where you have gathered five stones. But you have just said to Saul and to the whole, the whole Israelite army, whether you said it in word or not. But your attitude was, please keep it up. Who dares? Who dares bring a charge? against God's elected people. Are you kidding me? Because we're called through a resurrected Lord and Savior to not live to fight for victory, but to live from victory in every area of our lives. Because victory says who brings a charge against God's elect? I want to declare to you as you're watching right now, who even dares to bring a charge against you? The only way we can lose this battle is to accept the charge, and allow the charge to enter in. And I declare to some of you that are watching, this is the season to say, who can bring a charge against me. Nobody can. And I remove the arrows. I see angels right now. Arrows that have been hit into many believers. As they stand by, they're waiting for you, waiting for me. Pull out the arrows. I stand on the word, and I have allowed in the past charges to come against me, but today I am making a choice of victory. I will no longer have remembrance of the things that have been said against me. I have, will no longer have the remembrance of the pains that are against me. I stand on your word. Pull the arrows out. Because God is my justification, not man and not the enemy. This statement, it's actually an unanswerable statement. In other words, you and I don't have to understand it. 
We just have to live it. We just have to be it. Because that's a choice. To know that Jesus carried every sin, every pain, every sorrow. And he killed the consequences at the cross. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. I'm going to speak to your past and pains that you've carried. Christ died. So you didn't have to carry it as a lifestyle. Again, I'm not talking about mourning for a season, for a time at loss. Absolutely. And it sometimes takes years to overcome. And, and maybe it will stay. I remember when I lost my mom and I lost my dad, I, I, both in heaven. And I was only 25 years old when my mom passed away. And I tell you what, it took me a year before I cried. And one, that, at, at, at the one-year birthday of my mom, I went up to her gravesite. And I just broke into tears. My mom, I'm like I'm the baby. I'm the child, the youngest of four kids. I'm I'm kind of like the special spoiled one, right? That's what my sister and my older brothers say. I was like the spoiled special one. My mom and dad loved them all, loves them all. But I'll tell you what, it took me a year. I didn't cry at the celebration of life service. It took me one year. But I will say one thing. I did not make a lifestyle of mourning. And there's a balance we have to seek the Lord on, and everyone has that different balance. But so help me if you feel that lifestyle in your life. And it's been months, years. It's time to let it go. I want to continue on in verse 35. Who shall... Oh, I missed verse 34. Let's go to verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us? No one. You can never be separated. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can never be separated from His love. You can never be separated from the love of the Father. For anyone who hasn't felt the love of a father, let me tell you what, there is a father that has loved you before you ever had a dad on this earth. And he has never stopped loving you. He has never abandoned you. He has never forsaken you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ Jesus? Verse 35. Shall tribulation, shall distress, 
Shall persecution or famine or feeling completely naked like nothing's left covering you? Peril? A sword? Who? What? What can separate us from the love of Christ? No tribulation. No distress can separate us. No persecution can separate us. No famine. In other words, I take it spiritually. You can take famine as as physically, but I'm taking it spiritually. Sometimes when you feel dry, when you feel dry in God, you feel like you're not being fed by Him or fed by the Word. Let me tell you, this is not the time for a famine in your life. His Word is the fruit, the feeding Sometimes your nakedness is just feeling all alone. And maybe right now you have felt alone. Let me tell you what. You are not alone. You are not separated. You are not alone. Christ is always with you. The peril, the problems, the difficulties of this earth will not and should not separate us from Christ's love. Or sword. The tongue is a two-edged sword. So no word spoken against you will separate you from the love of Christ. No bad sword can separate us. Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. In other words, our earthly mindset, our earthly lifestyle dies daily, must die daily. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. As believers in Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean the walk will always be easy. There will be times we feel destroyed. are just so difficult we have to cry out yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me 
Your presence surrounds us. It engulfs us. For when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of the attacks, of the pain, of the sorrow, it doesn't say we camp there. It doesn't say get into the valley of the shadow of death and put your tent there. It doesn't say that. It says we walk through the valley. And I want to declare to you all today that it is time to walk out of your valley of pain. It is time to walk out of the valley of the shadow of death. start climbing your mountain of victory because verse 37 says yet in all these things (laughs) we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors some of us just want to conquer some of the pain But you see, that's not the promise to just conquer. It's that you're more than a conqueror. I believe that is a verse that clearly states a lifestyle of victorious living. That we are called not just to be a conqueror, but we are called to be a lifestyle of victorious living, to know that we have already conquered everything past, present, and future through the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, that we will walk through the valleys no matter how dark the season might be. We're going to walk through them. Matter of fact, I feel today we need to pick up our step a little bit because some people have just been walking way too slow. I think it's time to rise up, to run, to leap as more than conquerors. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, any other thing created, nothing, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God who is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Whatever you're going through, I want to encourage you right now, say nothing will separate me from the love of God through Christ Jesus. Nothing will separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I declare that. I take out my sword and I swing at every devil and every demon and every lie. And I say, nothing will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. In Him, I put my trust. Sickness, go in Jesus' name. I sense sickness, go in Jesus' name. 
you're watching right now and you have a pain, an ache, a sickness, a disease, a tumor, a cancer, put your hand on it right now and pray. Get out of my body in Jesus' name. I am more than a conqueror and conquerors don't have room for this disease or sickness. Left knee, pain go in Jesus' name. Kidney malfunctioning, be healed now in Jesus' name. Headaches, dizziness, out in Jesus' name. Because I am more, we are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I see some money going into bank accounts that you were unaware or you've been expecting for a long time or unaware of it happening. Somehow there's money being delivered into bank accounts right now. I can see a blessing and favor. Jesus, Jesus. The name above every name. I keep hearing the name Jonathan. John. have a breathtaking vision in my, my, my heart and my mind right now. I, I see baby Jonathan reaching his hand out with Jesus. There's something about John or Jonathan right now. If that's you or you know somebody, you need to reach out to them with that name and you need to pray for them and you need to lay your hands on them. You need to tell them they are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. have a vision of thousands upon thousands upon millions upon millions of babies that have all grown in different sizes throughout the many years it's like an army of children it's like their little hands and some are old, some are young. They've been stretched out. And I want to be a voice right now speaking against abortion in our lands. And I want to speak out to the ones uh, that are being slaughtered and murdered and killed by our, our, our medical, our government, whatever it is. And I want to speak to the people. I want to speak to our governments. And I want to say abortion is murder. And it is time to stop, stop, stop killing the babies. See all these kids, young boys, young girls that have been trafficked, trafficked in I see all these tears flowing from heaven. Oh Father God, 
we cry out for the trafficked children, the ones that have been trafficked in through, through drugs and sex trades and everything else. We cry out, oh God, your hand of mercy upon every soul. And I pray that the fierceness of your wrath comes upon the traffickers, that they will be count, caught and held accountable for their horrendous sins. I still see an army of children. That is probably the one thing been hurt the most during this pandemic is our children. Oh, we as adults, yeah, we get depressed, we get bummed out, whatever. But imagine if you're a child, you're growing up to learn that this is normal. Are you kidding me? not allowed to play with their own friends wearing a mask all the time what what are we teaching our children and so we cry out as parents as grandparents for our children and our children's children and our children's children's children that we will all learn from our situations in our world. We will not go down the path of cancel culture. We will not go down the path of building racism like we've never seen. No matter what color we are, we're equal in the eyes of God. There doesn't need to be separate graduations doesn't need to be the separation that the governments are pushing down our throats. Are you kidding me? I grew up in a third world nations and countries. They're my best friends. I pray, oh Lord, that you will give us strength and mercy to walk in power and authority foundation of your word in our hearts our lives our mind and coming from our mouth that we bury ourselves in your promises we breathe the freshness promises your truth into our minds and that we choose today and tomorrow and the next day and every day of our life we choose every morning every lunchtime every afternoon every supper time every evening every minute of the day we choose Jesus Christ, we are more than conquerors. Amen.